Mindfulness Mode, Episode 17. Oh, I'm so much calmer. I used to fly off the handle. So when, when technology wouldn't work, I'd break things and smash things and throw computers and all sorts of crazy stuff. Today I'm talking with a guy who has really used mindfulness practice to improve himself, Michael Pullman. But first, I want to thank you for the great reviews, Mindful Tribe. I want to thank the Exit Coach, Joshua W. Rivers, and Mark Dillon at Organize Mindfully. Mark said, when someone is mindful, they can accomplish so much more and enjoy the moments along the way. Thanks for bringing this podcast to the business world, Bruce. Please, if you like mindfulness mode, leave an iTunes rating and review. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. It's a complete pleasure to introduce my guest today, Michael Pullman. Michael, are you in mindfulness mode? You bet I am. Great. Michael Pullman graduated in 2008 with a banking and finance degree. He's always had an avid interest in franchisees, and now he's made a business out of his knowledge. Michael is also a power lifter, a world traveler, and an avid believer in mindfulness. Michael, tell us a little bit more about yourself, would you please? Yeah, sure. So uh, it's it's great to be on the podcast, Bruce. Thank you for having me. I uh, I've been a mindfulness practitioner for oh, years. I started off when I was in university. Um, I've been practicing mindfulness just just for the benefits of uh, calmness of mind and just uh, getting getting used to. Uh, you know, the busyness of life, getting away from the busyness of life. But uh, as regards to me, I've launched a podcast on June the 29th. So as of this recording, I'm exactly a month in um, and all the craziness that comes with that, uh, learning so much from um, other podcasters and, and what have you. I've, I've uh, been learning so much and uh, I've been recently been getting really excited about inbound marketing. So I'm learning a lot about inbound marketing for um, my, my day job business, which is working with franchisees uh, from on the day-to-day on workforce management. So uh, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I've got a got a business where I've, I've got a couple of partners. Uh, we have a business called Zeus Workforce. Um, so yeah, I've got a lot going on. So hence, mindfulness is is a big help. Well, you talked about mindfulness when you were going to university. Could you expand on that on on why and how you got first involved in it? Do you have a story that you can share with us about your life, maybe before and then when you decided to get involved in mindfulness? Yeah, absolutely. I was at university. I was in about my second year and things were starting to get really, uh, things were starting to really heat up. I was never an academic. I was never uh, really into the books. I never um, was passionate about studying or anything, but I knew that in order to get through this degree that I was going to have to knuckle down and actually actually do it, actually really, uh, really focus on it. So I was having, having trouble motivating myself, you know, the typical thing, oh, I should get out of bed and uh, maybe I should go to university today or maybe I should, you know, stay home and watch TV. And, um, I, I was talking with my mum and, and mum's been a real, um, a real motivation for me and a real inspiration for me with, when it comes to mindfulness, she suggested to me, why don't you just try sitting down quietly and just thinking, I'm sorry, that sounds boring, but, uh, oh, hey, hey, I trust you, mum. I'll give it a go. So I sat down, I was sitting down and, um, uh, I, I got a book that she, she gave to me. Um, I think it was feel the fear and do it anyway. One of those type of books anyway, that I I read about three pages of it and, and one of the pages was talking about mindfulness. So, okay. So I did this thing. I sat down and I, I cleared my mind and it was, I drove into uni, um, 
this particular day that I'm thinking of. And it was cold and it was, it was the middle of winter and the roads were all wet and it was a really stressful drive to uni and I sat in the car and I, I got, luckily I'd left a little bit early. So I got there, got there early and I was sitting in the car and thinking, how am I going to, how am I going to face today? How am I going to actually do this? Like, you know, it's, it felt really stressful not being a, a particularly smart guy. And, um, I just sat there and, and closed my eyes and thought, visualized how I wanted to, wanted the day to play out. And I was able to just, yeah, just sit there and think about how the day was going to plan out. And then, uh, I went in the day, went in and actually went through my day. It was a particularly stressful day. I was doing a lot of uh, tutorials and I had a big test coming up and the day actually planned out completely the way I'd planned it in my mind. So it was interesting that it was practicing the mindfulness and practicing the visualization beforehand actually made the day plan out uh, exactly the way I wanted. I was really quite surprised about that. So that was the first time that I used it and how it really, really helped and had a big impact on that particular day. And so I've used mindfulness and visualization on subsequent days and the, the visualization is definitely powerful, but the mindfulness is the, the most important part. So that's, that's sitting down and just clearing your mind and just, just, um, yeah, just uh, filtering out all the extraneous thoughts I've, I've found to be really, really helpful. Um, yeah, that's that's a particular story on, on how I've used mindfulness in the past. Well, that's a great story, Michael. And what's terrific about it is the fact that you actually remember that moment in time, that day when you, you really first experienced how effective it really was. Now, let's swing over to your career, Michael. And I know you work in the, in the business of, of franchisees. Tell me how you use mindfulness in your career. Yeah, sure. So I... Um we're in a startup business, so we've got a, a team of eight people, and um, it's I wear a lot of hats, a lot of different hats during the day, as I'm sure many of your listeners do, and, and many business people do. We wear a lot of different hats during the day, and of course, I've got some other things going on, like I mentioned the podcast and uh, working on inbound marketing at the moment. So I'm learning a lot of things, and I use it to yeah to calm myself and to partition my life so when i feel things getting uh, a little bit overwhelming or that it feels like there's a little bit too much going on i use it to just partition out my life so i can say okay i've um, you know there's there's some things going on that are stressing me out and then i can just take a step back take a few breaths and even sometimes i'll take some time out from work and i'll i'll go for a walk and sit down we're lucky enough to have an office by the beach i'll go down and sit down by the beach and just just filter out those extraneous thoughts and just try and bring myself back to a level. So I use breathing and use some, um, a couple of different apps on my phone to, um, to bring myself back to the, back to center, I guess. Great. Yes. I, I know I've had a couple of jobs where I could really would have appreciated some kind of help that way with mindfulness. And back then I didn't practice mindfulness. So yeah, I can really identify with that. The practice of mindfulness can make a huge difference in bullying situations because I've been working in that area of bullying for about 10 years. I'm wondering if you have a story or, or anything you can share with us about how mindfulness helped in a situation that was really traumatic. Maybe it was bullying, maybe it was anger, maybe it was some kind of situation that was volatile. Anything like that, Michael? Yeah, I've probably got two examples. One example is very recent. It actually happened today uh, at work. I um, I was on a conference call with a couple of colleagues and, and with a, um outside stakeholder at at work and we were talking about funnily enough talking about inbound marketing what we were, what we were chatting about and i 
I think it was the vagaries of the conference call or something went on and I accidentally cut off one of my colleagues when he was talking about something that he was obviously very passionate about. Um, and I, I sort of backpedaled and tried to repair the situation, but he, he didn't appreciate that. And he actually stormed out of the, the call and left the whole thing. And then so, okay, so he, he'd gone. So I went for a walk with one of my colleagues and got some lunch and came back again. And then he, he sort of jumped in my face and blew up and, um, yeah, so we had a really, I had a really tough situation on my hands. So uh, I just had to, while I was walking, actually, I was, I was practicing some, some techniques of the mindfulness and just uh, practicing techniques of mindfulness and kind of filtering out, you know, the thoughts that were not helpful. And, um, and I was really just focusing on being really present in that moment with a colleague that I was with. And that helped me calm myself down from that volatile situation. Uh, and so when I came back in, to the the office, I was able to, um, you know, address the situation head on without getting really, really emotional about it. So uh, the, this guy came up and in my face and said, you know, if we if that happens again, we're going to have a problem. Okay, I understand that. Uh, I understand that you're upset. You know, I was able to say, uh, I'm sorry. First thing was, I'm sorry that I, you know, I cut you off. And um, I didn't have, didn't feel that I had to defend myself. I was just, okay, I understand that that, that we had a problem. And I apologize. And it actually turned it into a really constructive conversation. And, and uh, this colleague came out with a couple of insights that I hadn't even picked up that we were talking about in the call. So it was very, very useful in that particular situation today. Excellent. That is, that is really excellent. Yeah. Michael, let's uh, swing over to your personal mindfulness practice. If you could share with us, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? Do you use guided meditation? What sorts of things do you use in your own practice? Yeah, sure. So I practice it for, I practice mindfulness for 30 minutes a day. I have started, uh, back when I was at university, I just used to use the the typical sort of uh, meditation, which is trying to bump yourself down into the Oh, I read it the other day, the beta or the gamma states or whichever, whichever mind states it is, I can never remember. Uh, and I would just have uh, some classical music, so just tune the radio into the classical music. That was when I was sitting in the car, uh, just tune it into classical music and just sit there for 15 minutes and try and, you know, focus on my breathing. But I've um, moved a little bit now. I For 30 minutes, I've really structured it and I found the structured approach really helps. So I experimented uh, about 12 months ago with the ways that I was going to do this and I found a really good, uh, really good flow, which is I do 10 minutes of guided mindfulness, like specifically guided mindfulness. And I use an app called Simply Being on the iPhone for that. So I'll pull that Simply Being app up and I'll say, I want to do a 10 minute meditation and I want to have five minutes of just ambient sounds after it. So it's got uh, it's a really soothing female voice and she, she guides you through, um, oh God, it's because you're in that state, it's hard to remember what she actually says, but things like, uh, don't consciously push out any thoughts, just let go of any trying, uh, just some really, really helpful phrases. And I find that that drops me into that state. What it, uh, after about five or six minutes, I'll drop into the state, the state where you're if you've got your your if you've got your fingers connected, you can't feel your fingers, so your arms feel as if they drop away from your body. Uh, so I get that state fairly regularly uh, in about five or six minutes, and then I get the the next five or six minutes or uh, seven minutes uh, where I can really focus on uh, shutting down my rational brain, shutting down my, my conscious brain, and just just listen to my subconscious. So that's the first fifteen minutes, and then the second fifteen minutes. Um, 
I will, once the, the ambient sounds in the Simply Being app, once they stop, I will pull up uh, an app called Pranayama and I'll do some box breathing. So I learned box breathing, breathing from Mark Devine, who's the, um, he, what is he? He's the owner of Seal Fit, an academy that teaches people to think like seals and be fit like seals. Uh, as it, that's in Navy SEALs, not not the swimming kind. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, he puts, um, yeah, he has a really great technique which he calls box breathing, which is breathing in a in a, a pattern, which is say, uh, for example, I do six seconds in, six seconds sustain, so hold the breath, six seconds exhale, and then a six second uh, retire. Sorry, six seconds sustain. So you do a, a box of six, 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 six. So I do five minutes of six, 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 and then I do. Uh, another 10 minutes of nine, 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 nine. I'm just about to step that up to 10, 10, 10, 10. So it's a 40 second breath pattern, which is just phenomenal. Um, I sometimes get a rush on that. Like I, uh, like I had when I, um, uh, when I had morphine, I was in an ambulance one time and I had morphine and I sometimes from doing that breathing pattern, I get this big rush and you get it every 40 seconds. So it's quite an incredible feeling actually. Uh, so that's, that's my meditation practice. That's my mindfulness practice every day. That is an incredible feeling, I'm sure. And as I, I can see you here, I know, Mindful Tribe, you're just hearing this podcast. Michael just looks so happy and relaxed as he's talking about his mindfulness practice. And that's great to see because, of course, it does make us feel happy and relaxed when we practice mindfulness. Now, you mentioned Mark and his, uh, his approach. What was Mark's last name? I didn't quite catch that. Ah, oh, Mark Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E. Okay, I'll put that in our show notes. Very interesting. Now, Michael, the next part of our show is one of my favorite segments. It's the multi-mode round. And I'm just going to ask you some quick questions. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. You've already mentioned one person. Maybe you have another one, or maybe you want to expand on that. The question is this. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? The one person that's influenced influenced it the most would be my mum. So she's had some struggles with depression and had some struggles with um, uh, with yeah uh, those sorts of issues over the years. And she's used meditation a number of times. And I've walked in a couple of times and seen her doing meditation. I'm like, that's cool. I want to be doing that. So it's definitely my mum who's had the, the biggest impact on my calmness of mind. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Michael? Oh, I'm so much calmer. I used to fly off the handle. So when, when technology wouldn't work, I'd break things and smash things and throw computers and all sorts of crazy stuff, throw mobile phones. And <laughs> used to be a very, this is in my early twenties. I was a, not a very calm person. And now um, I feel a bit like Buddha sometimes. I just, uh, yeah, just calm as I very rarely, in fact, I don't think in the last six months I've had a single instance where that's that's happened. So it's it's been a massive change. If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would it be? Definitely Think Like a Seal, uh, Mark Devine. Cool. That sounds so interesting. Can you share an app? You've already shared two. Maybe you want to expand on one of them or a different one. Can you share an app which helps us be more mindful? Yeah, definitely simply being that's, uh, that had a huge effect on my mindfulness practice. So before I was kind of bumbling around in the dark, trying to, trying to just literally 
close my eyes and bumbling around trying to get out of my mind's way, but simply being has uh, guided me. It's a guided meditation. It's, it guides you into that mindfulness practice. It's exactly what it's for. And the name of it is, is in essence what it does. It's for, allows you to focus on simply being. Excellent. If I were a person who had never practiced mindfulness, but I started thinking, you know, I'd like to increase my focus, get into mindfulness, what advice would you give me? Somebody asked me this the other day, actually. One of my um, one of my close friends asked me about it the other day, and I ended up writing a about a ten part text message back. So apparently, uh, this this where I discovered that apparently I'm really passionate about meditation and and mindfulness. So um, I advised uh, get the Headspace app, start with Headspace, and do their Take Ten program. Uh, so just just step through that program with some headphones in the morning before you go anywhere or do anything, just uh, do what I do, get out and have a, have a cup of coffee. And then once you've drunk that cup of coffee, sit down and, and do the headspace, take 10. Um, that first 10 minutes of every day for 10 days is, is pretty powerful. Okay, Michael, that concludes our multi-mode round. I was going to ask you about discipline. Here at Mindful Tribe, we know that mindfulness is really a great thing, but it's not always easy to be disciplined and keep up that daily routine. How do you do it? What's your advice about keeping the daily ritual of mindfulness? Yeah, I my advice would be jump on jamesclear.com. No, I sound like I'm spruiking all these internet resources, but this is <laughs> this is what's helped me is all this reading. Uh, and he's got some really great articles about s- establishing habits and establishing a morning routine. So I've just got a morning routine uh, every morning, I, and it happens exactly the same way every morning. I get up at 4.30 in the morning and uh, I will uh, light the fire because it's pretty cold here at the moment and, um, you know, make a cup of, I'll actually make a cup of tea. So I have a tea making ceremony in the morning that, that forms part of it. I do some journaling, uh, and this is every, every 10 minutes. So I've got my 10 minutes all, all structured out, um, regimented. So then I, I do some writing. So I'll do writing for half an hour and then I'll jump straight into mindfulness and meditation. Uh, do that for my 30 minutes and then it's breakfast. And then, uh, do, I do what I call a sweat session, which is my exercise in the morning. Uh, so yeah, just, I've got an established routine and I follow it and let's, be honest, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I never profess to be. I'm human. I get it right about five times out of seven. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not doing too badly. Well, I've talked to a lot of individuals who say that having that morning routine is what really works for them. So it's interesting to hear that that's what works for you as well. Michael, I'm very interested in your life in business, working in franchisees. In franchisees, it's it's an area that I'm not that familiar with. Is there anything you'd like to expand on to kind of tell us just a little bit more insight into what you do? Yeah, so day-to-day I help franchisees with their franchisees and franchisors and anybody in retail and quick service with their workforce management challenges. So it's pretty fast-paced. I'll talk to, you know, 10 different business owners in a day and they've all got different problems. So, uh, yeah, it's just about getting to the the bottom of what their problems are, uh, finding out if our – so we've got a software package, finding out if the, our software package can solve their needs. And uh, if it can, beautiful, we, we go ahead. And if it can't, well, that's okay. There's there's other places to go and there's other other things that can uh, that can solve their needs. So I'm, I'm just talking to people all day, every day, and it's it's what I enjoy doing. It's, it's why I started a podcast. I mean, I just love talking to people. So <laughs> exploring that, um, exploring people's problems and, and trying to help solve them is uh, is really exciting to me. That's what I'm, I'm really passionate about, helping people make their businesses better. 
So when they come to me in six months and say, oh, we increased our sales by $40,000 or we uh, – we, uh, a pretty recent example is we had a franchisee who had uh, six stores and he dropped a particular KPI by a couple of percent and the impact that that had on his business was $130,000. So there's, the numbers are pretty staggering um, and of course, then there's there's challenges that come with that fast paced environment. Is actually trying to keep up with it and keep up with writing the notes for all of the different people that you talk to. It's uh, it can be pretty challenging at times. But yeah, I think that the mindfulness and meditation helps with that. It it just just allows me to focus when I really need to focus. And we all need to focus in our business. That's for sure. Yeah. So very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Well, tell Mindful Tribe how we can contact you and learn more about what you do. Yeah, sure. Reach out to me on Twitter. That's the best way. Uh, I'm just at Michael Pullman. Uh, yeah, so jump on Twitter. Um, send me a message. I'll always get back to you. Um, yeah, that's that's the best way to get in touch with me. Uh, and I'm also, of course, at, at franchiseeconnect.com. If you're interested in franchising or you know somebody who's in franchising and uh, could do with a bit of a lift um, or could do with uh, – basically what I'm trying to do is talk to the franchisees who uh, are trying to get their, get their heads above water. So they're really struggling with um, – uh, with actually getting their heads above the parapet and, uh, yeah, just opening up their mind to what's out there and just giving them some tips and tricks and, and helping them improve their business. So, yeah, Twitter or uh, franchiseeconnect.com, that's me. Okay, and let me spell that out, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-P-U-L-L-M-A-N, Michael Pullman on Twitter and Franchise Connect. Yes, so we'll reach out to you. Great talking with you. Thank you for sharing your insight into mindfulness with us today. And all the best to you, Michael. Thank you, Bruce. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. In appreciation, I'll mention you at the top of an upcoming show. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.